Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Welcome to the Fashion Lab again. Salam, jumbo, bonjour to all of you who are tuned in. Fashion Lab is the first ever fashion business radio show to go live in the world. My name is Lisa Ogumba Regis Ford and we are joined on today's show by some really cool guests. And we're going to be discussing the penetration of international brands and stores within the African market. Um, now, as Fashion Lab, we get an opportunity to engage with different professionals on a weekly basis to dissect and discuss subject matters that affect our business growth, especially here within the continent. And obviously, whatever we can do differently to enable more growth, to enable more development, uh, is what we are all about. We are definitely about the business behind fashion. Sitting with me in studio is Marwick Peterson himself. <laughs> Good Again. afternoon, everyone. And today he just, whew, boy, boy, oh boy. Listen, Could you describe to our listeners what you're wearing? But listen, I'm, I mean, I don't know it's this little colder thing that I'm having, but I don't know. It, it's not a very heavy material that I have on, but it's, it, it's quite hot. But you know, this is one of my um, favorite um, jackets and blazers um, that I have. Um, but you describe it, Liz. Please, you describe it. Because you always you always make it neat. I don't know how to describe, describe what it. people are wearing. That color that, is beautiful. Okay, though. this what is this? Is this like a burnt orange brown? What is mm-hmm. this? Yeah, it's almost like a dull copper, hey? Yes, it is. Yeah. With a, it it's is. a beautiful double breast. He's got a nice little pocket square. Um, he likes to do the juxtaposition Ooh, and some bros. Some beautiful. Brown shoes. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't see the juxta happening though, because he normally has the leopard print and the stripes and the checks and the color, and he He's gets away with it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's all about being classic. But I mean, Lizzie, you look absolutely phenomenal too. Just that little. I mean, I, I just love how your dresses sit on you. It's, it's so sophisticated. And then I look at Nicola, and you both always look absolutely amazing. <laughs> and y'all well, just change it. And, and even our guest, our guest, look ab- absolutely phenomenal. Joining us in our studio today is also our senior trend analyst, Nicola Cooper. Um, hey, I was gonna say you look great. I was gonna say y- you look great in black because I see you <laughs> oh, in no, black I'm, a lot. I'm, I'm not just wearing black. Okay, that's very cute. Could you describe to our listeners who don't know what's going on here? I'm actually wearing a, a Doreen Southwood uh, design, which is a local designer. And it is, um, you know, I'm a little bit country, hey? So it's <laughs> it's silk with em- embroidered horses on it. So I'm rocking a little bit of country today. Wow. It, it is very nice. We are also very curious about what our listeners are wearing. So if you want to throw your tweets in, you know, keep them coming. We definitely would like to encourage you who are listening to know to let us know what subject matters you would like us to dissect or you would like to hear us um, discuss in the studio keep your tweets coming at Fashion Lab AF this is where we hold it down every Friday 1 to 2 p.m. Central African time so keep it locked Lizzie today I just want us quickly to do something different because we're having such phenomenal guests with us in studio I just want you to introduce them and I'm so sorry that I'm going to do this because unfortunately you were not at the launch but um, I think for Nicola and I because Nicola is the talk of this whole launch and what <laughs> she was wearing but I don't want to I don't want to throw it out there so Lizzie if, if, if you can maybe just introduce our guests we're going to get to that Okay, so so we can go to the launch. <laughs> Let's go to the launch. We, we can go to the launch of Let's H&M. Let's some mystery in the air. We can't just go and say, here's who and here's who. Talk about uh, the launch a bit. I mean, I wasn't there. I'm a bit jealous. But you were there. Morwick, you were there as well. So The launch was absolutely 
phenomenal. I mean, the way it was curated, um, I mean, it was just, I cannot even describe the beauty of just that red carpet coming in. It was so Hollywood. I don't even think they do that. Was it, in, was in, it in a Hollywood. different red carpet? What was so different it was, about it, it was from massive. other red carpets? I'm just epic. curious because I was an epic red carpet. It was massive. Was it, it the was color? Massive. Was it the, the no, width? Was it, was, it, it was the color. It was the curated. Width and the yes. Ender. But Nicola, let's, let's speak about what you were wearing because I mean, I, I go on the social media and I see you are, you are, you're just trending. I got to wear the most phenomenal, phenomenal outfit. Um, and it, uh, I was very lucky to be, um, treated very, very specially. And I chose a piece that actually Kylie Jenner wore, um, which was a sort of a, a very Balmain-esque dress, mm-hmm. um, alongside some, you know, very, very sexy thigh-high boots. I mean, I think even just the press room, what they'd done and the type of people that were there, the energy, it felt like I am I was in New York City for real. You know that New York City, that vibe, and everyone was so happy. The, the canapes were absolutely phenomenal. The drinks were phenomenal. The people were phenomenal. Everyone was phenomenal. It was amazing. It was cray-cray, though, hey? Yeah. I think there were over a thousand people there. And, <laughs> Liz, and we're so sorry. We're so sorry. You couldn't you don't have. You don't have to be sorry. I'm just trying to, like, everyone else who's listening who weren't there, I'm just also <laughs> listening, trying to suck it in, trying to see what was so cool about it. But um obviously, I want us to still jump back into the deeper end. I want us to go back to our topic of discussion. Um, I definitely believe it's time to change our business attitude, which will... Actually enable us as fashion businesses yes. within the continent Absolutely. to get ahead of the game. So, and I think that you know when you guys speak about a launch like what you just experienced with H and M, I think it's again back to what are we doing differently? How far do we push ourselves when we have something beautiful or some sort of um, let's get together and bring in key people because we are celebrating or doing something fun around our brands? How far do we go? Is it something that's talked about for like 10 months or is it just one of those? Oh my gosh, I'm not going back to, oh, who's coming? Who's calling? Oh no, I'm not going back to that event. Yes. So I think it's a, uh, for me, what I always say is there's always a learning, um, experience. There's always something to learn, especially out of, um, successful brands like H&M, which has been going for 68 years, pushing the fast fashion business and, and is a leader in, 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 in the, in the globe. Wow. So, yeah. So I want to go back to a topic of discussion. Obviously we're discussing the penetration of international brands and stores within the African market and joined us in studio now Morwick I can introduce our guests can you do a drum roll yes <laughs> thank you very much joined in studio our special guests H&M country manager Pardash and we also have head of communications for H&M South Africa Amelia May Wustra and uh, we are going to be joined uh, later by um, Edgy Benson, who is uh, owner of Elan Consultants from New York, because we also want to pick his brain up on this interesting topic um, from a U.S. perspective. And uh, we are going to be joined by our, our usual culprits, obviously, in studio. <laughs> um, and just a quick reminder again, we've got a very fun segment at the end of the show called <laughs> Who Would You Want to Dress Gosh. and Why? Gosh. And we want to encourage our listeners to please send your tweets. Keep your tweets coming at Fashion Lab AF. Share with us who you want to dress and why. It could be for a bad reason or a good reason, but we want to talk about something fun at, at the end of the show. And this is where uh, we'd like to connect with you guys again. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Would you like to describe to our listeners what you're wearing? Absolutely I'm phenomenal. I'm very happy. Underneath, <laughs> I have um, 
Hey, David Beckham underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody want to see it? No. <laughs> and uh, of course, yesterday I got my Belmont T-shirt, and uh, on top I have a Aitana Man um, grey uh, suit um, for uh, today's listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Par. First of all, congratulations for what H&M is doing. And obviously for 68 years, is it, of being one of the leaders in fast fashion business, mm. um, which I'm sure a lot of us look up to. And when we look at brands like H&M, we look at it also from how could I, as a fashion brand, get my brand to live this long and even live longer and beyond. Um, we see that you feel, obviously, you're feeling the vibrance in Africa, the vibrant energy. Um, that's why you guys are obviously coming into the market. Um, definitely, there's also a demand for global style, um, which we obviously um, are experiencing through different brands and also even just local African designers. Mm. Now, tell me, I mean, since 1947, with a presence around 3,600 stores in 59 markets, including franchise markets, what drove you to set up shop in Africa now? Why now? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here, for, for us coming here. It's very nice to be here. Um, myself, I've been here now for six months, and uh, it's amazing to uh, live. I live in Cape Town and uh, to be able to bring the brand here to South Africa. Why South Africa? Uh, we are penetrating all the different countries in the world, uh, having a look at the markets. What we found in South Africa that in every corner you go, you will find a clothing store or a fashion store. And this is amazing. What we saw, uh, there's a lot of competition here. There's a lot of interest. And that we always start with, that is the interest for fashion that we found here. And then people say, some people say, well, I mean, but, you know, the income generally is not so high in, in uh, South Africa. That is a no-brainer for us at H&M because our... Our business idea is fashion and quality at the best price in a sustainable way. So price is for us a must-be. Uh, and this market that we do the best is where price is an issue. Uh, what we found globally is that, that affordable fashion, that I'm able to dress myself uh, uh, fashionably, is what we are all about. And um, that we, that therefore we feel coming to South Africa now, starting in the big centers because we feel it's important to big, big, have a big store. In, uh, in Cape Town, we have a big store of 4,700. Here's 3,100. We have all our concepts. Uh, because another thing with H&M is that we cater for the whole family. It's for the woman, for the man, for the teenager, and for their kids. But also within each department, like the woman side, we have for the very trendy woman, we have for the business woman, we have for the more conservative woman, we have for the pregnant woman, and so on and so on. So, yeah. therefore, we feel that people can develop within the department, mm -hmm. zoom around the department. So, uh, uh, that was a long explanation why we found <laughs> the South Africa. But, but I, the first reactions here that we had is, has been fantastic. So, we seem to be on a good track. I, I, uh, okay, Nicole, did you want to come in? Did no, go for it. the interesting thing is, you know, at um, the launch, you and I just had like a brief conversation and we interacted and I mean, you've been with H&M since 1978, um, if, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, uh, and we, 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 had, we had 109 stores when I started. Wow. Wow. I mean, you've worked in so many countries, you know, for H&M and um, from experience, what are your expectations, you know, for H&M in South Africa? 
Oh, should I say rather in Africa? Because I mean, yeah. it's, because should, let sure. me say in Africa. Yeah. And I'm let sure me say you guys are starting <laughs> here and you will find yourself spreading around. What yeah, is the I'm expectations sure. for H&M? Um, our expectations here is that having done our research, we know there's a fashion interest. Mm-hmm. And that is the, on top of our agenda. The fashion, if there's no fashion interest, there is a problem. So, so therefore, we are going to start with the big stores, uh, with the full assortments, and then we're going to move further on to uh, to um, uh, to the different country, uh, the different cities. And since we see there's a lot of chains here that have 300 stores, 400 stores, 500 stores, they, they, that makes us happy, because competition is for us very important. That we are able to, if you are on Fifth Avenue, if you are yeah. on Oxford Street, yeah. Uh, you are on Ginza. Yeah. And, and uh, when we come to these places, we must be close to the competition. Mm-hmm. We always look for the competition to be able to, to, to let the customer decide of uh, who, who we're going to be. So uh, we have big plans for South Africa. And um, um, the happiness that we, you and me saw yes. on Wednesday, yes. is, I think it's a very good sign that you missed. But, uh, you know, you can come back <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> very interesting and I uh, and I really admire you for bringing in the international or the major collaborations with designers like Balmain and dropping it same way as you would drop internationally because for me that's a different attitude to the um, stereotypical um, sort of pioneers into the African market where they sort of thought Africa's a dumping ground and we're just going to throw our excess stock there. So I think it's, it's it's highly commendable that you have not underestimated the consumer in Africa. I mean, considering all the blood, sweat, and tears I saw going over the Balmain <laughs> collection um, and, and not just here worldwide, um, you know what? What was it that made you go, actually, these guys are pretty clued up when it comes to fashion? If I can take that question, I think, um, you know, we, uh, the, like Per said, is that uh, the demand is there. We can definitely, you can feel it. If yeah. you walk the streets of Josie, if you walk the streets of Cape Town, you know, stunning people, beautifully dressed, uh, all shapes, all sizes. Uh, you know, you can definitely feel the demand on the streets. And I think that... Um, you know, we would like to offer, you know, customers something to, uh, you, you know, or garments to help them dress their own personal style. Uh, we, for us, it's important to, we are a global brand and we are present in 61 markets. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's super important to offer uh, the customer in Cape Town the same experience as the customer in Tokyo. Yes. It's all about the H&M experience. And that is why we are so excited to open our store in, in Joburg tomorrow, uh, in Santon City, is we want to invite the world here to come in and to come and experience H&M. We, uh, and, uh, you know, in addition to that, we... We want the, the experience that someone will have in, say, for instance, the Northern Hemisphere has to be the same in the Southern Hemisphere. Of course, we want to offer, you know, the right seasonal items. Yes. But our trained collection, our designer collaboration collections, those we will get the same time here as in everywhere else in the world. I mean, it's quite interesting that um, one of the other sort of international retailers arrived in South Africa with with great enthusiasm for, from um, sort of the South Africans, yet they dropped winter in summer 
for us. And, and, and mm. you know, it just doesn't make sense when mm. you're doing something like that. Even for fashion forward people like mm. myself, mm. I'm not going to buy it six months in mm. advance. I'm going to wait till it's on sale yeah. and then I'm going to purchase it. So mm. uh, how are you going to deal with that? I mean, we're not behind because we're mm. well informed through the internet. Yes. We are alignment with exactly. the rest of the world. Yes. How are you going to, um, sort of get around mm. that, that seasonal thing? You know, Nicola, I think, I mean, there's a fine balance. It's a fine line because mm. you've got some customers who obviously want to buy the right seasonal items. And then you want customers, um, who want to buy the same item that is currently available in London or in New York or, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere. So I think what, what we have to offer is obviously, uh, we, we are such a big global brand. So, uh, and our, our stores are, are big and are, we are very proud of our global flagship stores and we want to put as many items in those stores. We want to offer something for everyone. So if you are uh, looking for a, something lighter to wear, you know, we want to be able to have it in our store. If you're looking for something a little bit more warmer or, and at the same time, you're looking for a, a trendy piece, you know, it's, mm. um, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It's a fine, it's a fine balance. And I think, um, if you're a global company and you are, you know, you want to be all, all over the world, you have to be able to cater for, yes. for those specific audiences and, and, and customers. Okay, I just want to mm. move on to that same, back to the collaboration side of things. Um, obviously, um, you are talking to the consumers in the continent um, through Johannesburg. And obviously, hopefully, if the business grows and is favorable, you'll be able to expand um, as time goes by. Mm. So my question to you again is, what is it, um, Power, that you, do you have any plans or have you thought of potentially or potential collaborations with brands within good brands that fit the H&M aesthetic within the continent to actually maybe even use as a strategy to penetrate other parts of the continent. Because obviously Africa, Africa is, um, is fashion savvy. Africa cares about style, but at the same time, Africa cares about local, I mean, business growth within the fashion industry, yes. meaning that, mm. Strategic collaborations or partnerships with H&M for different brands would also be, have you thought about that? Mm. Now we, uh, um, we, we have had this cooperation now since, uh, we started with Karl Lagerfeld, 2004, and, um, it has been very successful, um, and they're careful chosen, and, and we constantly look as we expand, um, we look mm. for the new, um, designers that we're going to work with, um, so, so we, we will, uh, uh, we, we have like, like a person that we, that we talk to is Alec Wack, that is a ambassador for our foundation organization. Um, that, that I think has a very interesting, uh, personality, uh, uh, interview, uh, view on things. Uh, and, and we will we'll talk to her about, uh, some certain things with an Asian brand, for example. That's a person that uh, is not a designer, but is a model and a right thinking person. Uh, has a good relation to Saudi Arabia, mm. uh, to to South Africa. Uh, so, so uh, what would come in the future? Um, I cannot really say. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, as we moved into Japan, then suddenly some of the Japanese uh, designers became available, possible. So as we grow, this is opening up mm. the whole design discussion. 
we see, we definitely see a so lot of there's potential. We definitely see a lot of potential in South Africa and in Africa, and I think that's also what a, what what a lot of people don't know is that we've got a big design team in in Sweden, and that mm-hmm. design team consists of many designers, you know, from all different backgrounds from all over the world, and we are inspired by by everyone and anyone, and we have a South African designer who's part of our design team in in Sweden. Um so they are, you know, and they they we send them on travel trips, they go all over the world. So yeah. I mean, listen, the thing that I find that I that I found so serendipitous is that you come from Ogilvy. Um yeah. and yeah. what encouraged <laughs> what encouraged you to move um to fashion, you know? I mean, because especially coming on as the head um of communications, it it is a massive big role. You know, what 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 made you decide to then now join fashion and then yeah, you get thrown into with H&M. Yes. I um I've always loved fashion. Uh, I've loved uh, the business of fashion and I've always been interested. I mean, uh I mean I I'm a sucker for a really beautiful pair of shoes uh, or a beautiful handbag and um I actually I studied economics uh, and political science and then I did journalism, ended up in in Ogilvy PR. Uh, and even when I was there, I, I really uh, loved working on, uh, you know, uh, fashion and, and beauty brands. Um, and for me, it was it was basically uh, also, you know, it was the right kind of the right time. I felt like, you know, this was a great opportunity. It's such an amazing brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that Ogilvy is not, uh, yeah. but the opportunity was there. I, I've now H and M has changed my life in so many ways. Yeah. I travel all over the world. Um, the responsibility is is big. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I speak on behalf of the company. Uh, I meet so many interesting people. I, I mean, last week or two weeks ago, I walked past Kendall Jenner and Kylie, and you know, it's something that I've only ever seen on TV. I never thought, you know, that I would actually get to to be in the same room with those people. Uh, so it, it definitely. I would say opportunity. I, I, I know, I even said to people we were having a conversation because I studied um, fashion design in the USA okay. and, you know, I was afforded an opportunity to work for H&M, but I chose another <laughs> place to go and to go and work for. And now I'm sitting and I'm like, gee, you know, <laughs> you I had job. to. I, I'm like, I had to. I yeah. absolutely, I had to. But I mean, again, congratulations. Oh, thank you, know, you so I mean, much. It's absolutely. been an absolute uh, privilege. I cannot tell you. It's changed my life completely. Um, but I mean, there yeah, you are. So uh, that's life and you get opportunities and you have to pursue and uh, learn and move on. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a great honor. Now, Pierre, I, I, I wanted to ask you, how do you find... Um, I mean, what we what, what we saw at at the launch, you know, the South African um, market, you know, I mean, do you think there's a big difference? Do you think it's going to be when it comes to sales and how H and M is going to do in South Africa in terms of sales and projections? Do you think it's going to do um, the same as the rest of the world is doing? We <coughs> we have high expectations, and uh, we have overwhelmed what we've seen in uh, in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> what we what we are planning for is have a success <clears throat> as uh, in other countries that we are starting up. We don't see any difference uh, in in our rollout plan, in the size of stores we have, and uh, and the way we would like to treat the, the the South African customer. They will get exactly the same things as we get in other countries, and our expectations are exactly on that kind of level. Wow, um, we, we have ha- a caller on the line. Yeah. Um, is our caller available? Hello. 
Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes we, we can, can hear you. Hi, it's Danny K speaking. Hey, Hi, Danny, Danny K, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How you doing? We're good. good. Thank you, Danny. I hope there's a hot topic on today. <laughs> <laughs> every every <laughs> Friday, and it was nice seeing you at the opening, Danny. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it was. Uh, it was it was an amazing opening. I just wanted to say well done to you guys and um, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for extending the invitation, <laughs> and really wish you much success. I think it's long overdue, uh, and it's great that H and M in the country. Thanks, Danny. Danny, are you excited you. about the store? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I uh, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, um, but my baby goes to sleep at about. Seven o'clock. <laughs> so we rocked up. Uh, we rocked up a little bit late because of baby obligations for for the opening. Um, so we, you know, the the, the masses had kind of pulled in there mm. by the time we got there. Didn't have a ton of time to to uh, to shop around, but hopefully um, yeah, we'll be back. You know, um, but the store is magnificent, and I mean, just everywhere I go, people have been. You know, they saw I was there, and everyone's asking me about the store and when's the opening so um, I think there's obviously a lot of excitement about it uh, at least I can I can gauge that then it's more here. Just, just just before you go real quick is there anything in particular that you know you wanted to get um, did you get that particular oh, thing that dude, you wanted to you know it was a funny story so as I said we rocked up late and I went to the men's section and like all <laughs> of it was gone <laughs> and uh, and, and my wife was also devastated because, you know, most women are absolutely crazy about this, you know, <laughs> and quite rightly so, this domain uh, collaboration with H&M. And one very kind lady heard that, uh, that that Danny Kay's wife was devastated. She never got a dress and walked up to her with one of, like, the show starting pieces from the collection, the white and black beaded, oh, you know, um, mini with the long sleeves. And actually gave it to Lisa, so we managed to buy one piece. I've got one free. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to put you in touch. We're going to put you in touch with the correct people, Danny. (laughs) Yeah, dude, because you know there is one leather jacket that I actually saw Chris Brown's uh, Instagram yesterday. um, That uh, I know Lewis Hamilton was wearing. It's uh, it's it's kind of a very famous one with the the lion, you know, monogram on the on on the front, Um, but. I tried to beg a guy to buy it, and he wouldn't sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, thank I mean, you. That's so the level of that's the extent that people were going to. You had like uh, uh, Bonang try to counter offer the guy on me. <laughs> I beat to offer, and then he wouldn't sell it to either of us. <laughs> Danny, thank you, thank so, you so much. much. Thank you so much, Danny. Have a fashionable <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I wish you all a good weekend. Thank, thank you, Danny. Danny. All right, much love. Bye. Thanks. We've just also got, before we get onto our break and get to our trend report with Nicola Cooper, we've got Edgy from Milan Consultants on the line from New York. Edgy, are you here? Hello. We've okay. lost him as soon as, as soon as, well, as soon as he gets onto I the I think, line. you know what? We'll just take a quick break. Actually, we might as well take a break and have a, we are having wine. Okay. Okay. Lies. Well, we're we going to take a quick break. Champagne. We won't tell you what we are having, but we'll be right back. This is the Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. <laughs> Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. 
Hi, it's Nicola Cooper and we're going straight into the train report because we're jamming as much time as we can with our esteemed guests. Um, so I'm not going to really focus on a specific trend. Um, I've seen a lot of buzz in on social media with regards to H&M and, you know, what it's going to to the South African retailers in the South African industry. Now, as a trend analyst, I'm going to school you in a little bit of fashion, is that the concept of imitation versus differentiation is literally what drives fashion. So for me, and, and just to use an example, Rihanna gets a haircut. Um, 50,000 young black South African women emulate that haircut and what does Rihanna do? She changes her hair. Now inevitably that is what drives trends and that is what drives fashion. So you know as cynical as we can be about an international global company coming into South Africa the fact is is that it's going to drive us to become better. Now um what inevitably happens, and, and I'm going to go into more schooling here, is, is a concept called the trickle theory. So the trickle theory is um, it either trickles down from gatekeepers, um, which are magazines or celebrities or designers at designer fashion shows, or it trickles up from the street. So those innovators and influencers who are making waves on the Josie streets. And then it goes into um, the trickle theories in tandem, which means it's getting fueled from the top and it's getting fueled from the bottom. And what happens is then it becomes available at every price point um, across every category. So what that does is makes the trend available to someone that can spend <laughs> a lot of money and buy the original um, Balmain, but it spins off into making fashionable elements accessible to someone like myself who can't afford original Balmain. So, you know, even though we try and dispel you know, and, and we're very, very quick to do so when it is international companies coming into South Africa is the fact that this is a very relevant part of the fashion industry and, and many jobs rely on the fact that things constantly change. Fashion is change. Um, so I think there's you know, some very, very in interesting debates which I'm, I'm going to direct um, – to, to the H&M guests, but I think it's very important to understand that aspect, that imitation versus differentiation and the concept of trickle theory is what generates fashion and what generates trend. Now, I'm going to go on to some of the tackling issues um you know, with H&M, there's been a lot of negativity thrown your way, obviously because um, many believe that our local retailers are are going to be threatened. Now, for for me as an analyst, and and uh, um, you know, especially tracking change, that's my job. So I enjoy it, and I can't wait to see what happens in the boxing ring. But um, I mean, what is your perspective? You know, what if something someone like um, Edcon suffers as a result? Um, 
you know, it's it's quite an interesting thing because there is that kind of moral, ethical element that comes into it, or does it, or or is it about money? And I and I mean, we're all here as business people to make money, so that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Mm. I think uh, H and M. This is our sixty-first country in the world. Um, we are focusing on retail. We don't own any production facilities. We don't own any um, uh, units to sell garments in. We are focused on property, on, on, on retail, to sell good fashion. <coughs> we uh, tend to go on the high streets of Oxford Street, uh, the Fifth Avenue, the Ginza, because we like to be close to the competition. Mm-hmm. Competition is very, very vital in mm-hmm. order to make sure that customers are getting the right offer. Yes. Um, if a company like ours has the air on the railway track all day long, all day long, we don't focus on anything else than that. If that makes us successful, so be it. Mm. Mm. Um, we are together in centers. We fill different uh, shopping centers. Fashion and clothes and, and shoes are the majority in shopping centers. It takes customers about five seconds to pass the door. To, uh, uh, to a retailer yes, and on to the next one and on to the next one. So every day the customer decides if they're going to go into us or they're going to somebody else. Mm. And we, knew, we know that and we like that. We like that very, very much. Mm. So if we are not kept on our toes, if we don't change our A area, mm. if we don't get garments coming in every day, we're going to lose. Yes, uh, That's what we do. And we compete with ourselves all the time. And that's mm. what we do. Then we let the customers decide who is doing bad and who is doing good. That's not us. Yes. Mm. The other thing that I did come across in social media is a lot of people um, speaking about child labor, your labor laws, your morals and ethics about um, uh, how you employ people. Um, And that's a general association with fast fashion. Um, You know, we don't, we tend not to question our own fast fashion um, outlets here. I don't Mm. know why, but when an international company comes in, (laughs) we question you quite thoroughly. So, you know, I I do Mm. know that you have to abide by very stringent Rules. Um, Could you just explain um, to those who are are concerned about that area um, how how you work? You know, Nicola, uh, our our business, our business concept is fashion and quality at the best price in a sustainable way. Like Per said, we've got our ears on on the railway tracks and. Uh, sustainability is definitely something that we are incorporating into every aspect of our business. As a fashion company, we cannot ignore that. Uh, we've got, you know, uh, of course we welcome the debate and we want to get people's feedback, but we are doing everything pos- possible to, uh, to put these policies in place to meet, uh, with our fellow competitors within the fashion industry, uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, that fashion becomes sustainable. Yes. I mean it's it's fashion is fast so we have to do something in order to to pick up to pick up the fashion. Something is fashionable today, tomorrow, you know, sometimes it's not. Yes. Uh, and we have to how can I say we have to uh, our business concept is um is focused on a circular economy. Yes. Uh so that is what we what we are trying to do within every aspect of our business and uh, all over the world in all of our stores we've got the garment collecting initiative basically yes. we are encouraging customers to bring their old garments I mean anything from from old 
or fabric curtains. In fact, towels. you were the first major retailer to introduce yes. that concept, yes. right? Okay. And we encourage people to bring it into our stores. We've got the garment collecting bins next to our cash points. We haven't launched it in South Africa yes, yet. Yes, you're launching it early next early year, next right? Year. Yeah. And uh, we try and, and recycle those those items to try and give it to people who need it or to, uh, you know, sometimes we even make art pieces out of the fabric. Yes. Um, that we use, but I definitely think that uh, we are we're not blind to that. Yes. Most definitely not, and we are giving it a lot of attention. And customers are more than welcome to go onto our website to read all about our sustainability report, from child labour to uh, you know to our production facilities. Uh, in every aspect, we are we are trying our utmost best to address this. Just to add to that, we are a firm believer, and our owner is even more firm believer that no retailer can survive if you don't take care of what you cause in the world. Yeah, yeah. If you exactly. don't take care of the water uh, that yeah. they're, they're doing the, the, the coloring of the cloth, if they don't look at how the water mm. is taken care of, you know, we have a mm. problem. Yes. If you don't take care of the workers' safety mm. in, in the plants, that minimum salaries is right, that they are paid okay, mm. if we don't take care of that, we shoot ourselves in the foot. Mm. I don't think any customers mm. would buy from a retailer that does not look at that mm. pieces. Yes. yes. So those are my interrogation questions. <laughs> but again, I'd like to in, like affirm the concept of fast fashion and you, and buying a fashion is driven by imitation versus differentiation and the trickle theories, which is making fashion available at every price point. If there are any questions around those areas or any questions that you would like me to direct to our esteemed guests in the studio, hashtag ask Nicola Cooper and we'll do our best in the short amount of time to answer those. Thank you for that trend report. You've always got something to teach us here. You know? I mean, absolutely. I feel like a stu- normally from like one thirty, I feel like a stu- student <laughs> until one forty, and then we blah 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 <laughs> uh, uh, until we finish. Um, I'm presuming that Edgy um, is able to join us now join for us a now. quick um, update on what's going on on that side of the world, and basically what I want to find out from him. Edgy, are you here with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Hello, Edgy. How Hello, are you? Edgy. Can you hear me? We yes. can hear you. Welcome. Oh, wow. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a choir. <laughs> yes. Edgy, welcome to the show. Now, you, you. you own and run a fashion consultation firm in New York, constantly working with big global brands and stores to help get brand collections from life, uh, I mean alive, from the concept phase to the distribution phase. What is your take on the penetration of brands and stores, especially from the U.S. market into Africa today? We'd love to hear yes. a different perspective because we know we all know where H&M comes from, right? <laughs> the origins of H&M. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think from my perspective, listening to Nicola and what the H&M guys are saying, they're right on point. I think Africa needs competition. And I, I don't think that brands outside have been able to relate Africa to luxury. So mm. that means that they, they can't really put African quality and luxury in one, in one place when it comes to fashion. And it does, um, it does affect their migration tendencies. Do they want to come to Africa? You know? So I think once we are able to show that Africa can compete, that products can go crossways, that we can offer and they can offer, um, then we'll be very attra- I think we're a very attractive market. Um, it's just we have to change perceptions. I, I know from here 
that everybody says, oh my God, what a huge market. Yeah. It's the youngest market you can think of. Yes. Here, in, you know, in the developed countries, populations are aging. In Africa, populations are growing. We, you are, know, they, we, have, the youngest, we have the youngest population as a yeah. continent yeah. in the world, yeah. But we need to change perceptions, I would think. That's it, really, because the market is there for us to get. Uh, they have respect for African design. I mean, I work with some of the, the top brands in the world. I develop their ideas. I manufacture their clothes. I, de- I develop their, their, their fabrics, their accessories, um, their, their color stories and everything. And I'm, and I'm African. They respect me. Mm. You know? So I think we have a genuine product to offer. We need to change perceptions. That would be my take. Yes. But um, do you, um, just to add on, I know we have five in the room, just give me one minute. Edgy, do you, um, obviously there's a lot of big stores. Like, I question why stores like Macy's never tried to I wanted to ask the exact same thing. Into the continent because obviously there's room for them. And, uh, you know, what is the, what do you feel is the attitude of the stores, the big stores that can be able to, you know, bring in a couple of different brands other than just one brand? Is it that they don't want to take the risk? I've seen a couple of stores like Macy's is open to carrying um, African brands that fit within their yes. aesthetic but they're not here what, what's what do you what what do you think th- why do you think that is so what is it is it is it the fear of getting into africa and not knowing if they'll be able to win i mean is it is it uh why does it feel like there's a bit of adamance especially from the u.s i think there's a lot of logistical issues i wouldn't put it down to the clothes actually i think mm-hmm. i think african designers are making great clothes but i mean take the instance of nigeria you can't get, you can't ship your goods there normally. There's just so many logistical issues. I don't, I think Africa, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of, in terms of enabling circumstances, enabling environments have to do better so that the designers have a chance to, uh, to work and the stores have a chance to look into Africa and see what's going on. I think they are leaning in. I don't think they are coming in because, um, we're not, our environments are not enabling enough. I wouldn't put it down to the clothes at all. I wouldn't put it down to the product. Yes, with H&M coming in now and other, as soon as, as more people come in, but then again, that depends on the environment. Mm. It helps the African designer to, to compete better, to see what, where the quality standards are, where the, where the trends are. Right now, we're just operating in a vacuum. Yeah. And in a vacuum, you're like the Lord. Wow. I think H&M coming <laughs> in is such a wonderful thing. You know, so... I, I, I just think if the, if the environments are enabling, the stores would come. The products are there. The market essentially is there. It I, doesn't matter if we're making products now. I completely agree with you. I mean, I've had this argument with many, many designers and people in the fashion industry. We do not have the infrastructure for mass production. And why is it such a problem for us to outsource mass production when we have other skills Mm -hmm. that we can actually develop on and offer to international labels? So, yes, we may not have factories that can churn out, you know, sort of mass items, but if you look at our craft of beading Mm. or something like that where we can actually align ourselves with places like H&M who are developing those beautiful beaded garments with Balmain why are we not tapping into those crafts and those skills as an alignment instead of trying to be all things to all men we are we 
don't have the infrastructure? Can we stop trying to have it and focus <laughs> on what our strengths yeah. are, which is we have craft, we have beading, we have hand-rendered things, and those are skills that some of the rest of the world do not have. Let's focus on what we are really, really good at. Edgy, edgy, just before you, just before you go, um, I just also quickly want to thank all of the listeners, all of you guys, you know, that, that tunes into Fashion Lab all the way from the USA. And Edgy, would you say now, you know, that H&M has, has really, they, they came into Africa, they penetrated Africa and have set a very high standard and a very high level. Do you think this is now gonna push other, the Macy's, the Nordstrom's? To penetrate the I African think this market. Is a game changer. Yeah, I think it's a game changer too. I think once they can operate and the, the, the circumstances and the environments allow them to operate and they can make a profit and they can, they can spread their name and increase their visibility to this huge market. I don't see who's not coming, to be honest with you. Yeah. And like Nicola said, we don't need to be doing things that we, we don't have to do everything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if we, if we open up and just accept others to do the factories, we can be the ones that do the finishing, the beating. Mm, exactly. And all this. Absolutely. I mean, the U.S., the U.S. doesn't do t-shirts anymore. It's just not economical to do a t-shirt in the U.S. <laughs> when it's cheaper in China. They gave that up. And they're, you know, they're building ancillary industries around it, you know? Mm. So, sure, definitely. Let's, let's give some things up and, uh, do some things. And focus what, on what we're good at. Yeah. Thank you very much, Edge. It was lovely having you on the show. We will definitely be speaking to you again soon and picking your mind. Um, you have a lovely Friday. Friday. Fashionable Friday. Fashionable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow, guys. We have got to that time. I don't know if there's any other questions in the room, but... Um, um, I, I, I have a, a question for, from a... a, tw- a Twitter follower, and they were asking, you know, why you haven't used uh, black models in your campaign, um, you know, because the rest of the world is embracing you s- sort of different colored um, models, and, and a question was posed. <laughs> and obviously, we are in Africa. So. And obviously, we are in Africa, and 85% of our market <laughs> are darker skinned. Um, so, so a, a Twitter um, follower would like to, to know why. You know, I, uh, I'm fully aware of, uh, of what's been going on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, you know, we are new to this. We are new to the country. We operate in, uh, like I said, in, in 60 markets, uh, South Africa 61st. Our campaigns are global and we are an all inclusive brand. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do use black models, uh, in our campaigns. Uh, we've got really good relationships, uh, with some of them. Uh, Pear mentioned Alec Wake earlier mm. on. And, um, the way that we handled the situation on Twitter, uh, we didn't do that in the right way. We didn't answer the customer's question. Yes. And in no way are we saying positive, uh, our positive brand image or positive feeling that we would like to portray all over the world has to do with, you know, you're the color of your skin or your, your, your background, mm. your gender. I mean, I think if there's, if there's one, fashion brand in the world that embraces diversity and um you know and and difference it is h&m we send our designers all over the world we get inspired by so many people absolutely we are the brand for everyone we're we're a democratic fashion brand we want to offer something for everyone and we we do apologize we 
I just think we we didn't uh, we didn't answer the customer's question. We didn't give her the answer that she uh, or if he. In this case, but I just, just want to well, come in there quickly. Have. I just want to so. come in there quickly, Emilia, and 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 say to um you know to that whole Twitter thing that's been happening, and to Africa as a nation, let us celebrate, embrace, let change. us let us celebrate that exactly. Africa is developing. Exactly. Let us not look at mm. the color of skin because that is it, it just it, it doesn't make sense let us let's be happy I, yeah yeah i just want to say i agree with being happy we are all happy but i still agree with mm. these questions mm. that as long as you have a response mm. for because people's minds are in different spaces yeah. mm. and when you come to a market like africa exactly. obviously we, yes. we especially are, a lot South of us africa. yes a lot of us are dark skinned and yeah. and if we see you pushing mm. something out without a Dark-skinned girl mm. here, yeah. then it, it's confusing. But Lizzie, quickly, I'm so, just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. But let us celebrate the growth of what is happening in our country, you know, and just Africa as a whole. And no, let's not look at color of the skin because mm. that is beyond. It is beyond. We are, it is beyond. And we are, we are, we are, we are obviously, I mean, we are here to learn as well. We, Absolutely. We're new to the market and we welcome people, you know, we want them to tell us uh, what they think of H&M. Absolutely. That's the only way we can move forward and that's the only way we can grow and that's the only way we can give customers, you know, what they want. Yeah. So um, we, yeah. A million power. I know we can go on and on, but I want us to go to a last segment since we are running out of time. Mm-hmm. I want to appreciate you guys for being in studio with Thank us you. today. Would you like to just um, share with our um, listeners where or how they can connect with you so that yes. those questions can be taken off yeah. of the studio into <laughs> <laughs> the other department? How can they connect with you though? Uh, via social media, of course. Um, I can give people my email address, uh, A-M-E-L-I-A uh, M-A-Y dot W-O-U-D S-T-R-A at hm.com. Sure. Please don't email me all <laughs> at the same time. Okay. We've got our, uh, our customer service, uh, you know, email address as well. People can just go, go online, find us there. Uh, but by all means. And, and also Tweet, we, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, um, what, what, H, 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 hashtag HM South Africa. The, the and Twitter doesn't seem to accept the H and M, so it's HM South Africa, and also we're going to be here in Santon tomorrow. We are opening our doors at eleven o'clock, and we. Danny K, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, the Belmar collection available to customers tomorrow. I know everyone has been asking, and we want them to come there. <laughs> we are offering coffee to our customers. Uh, we are offering water. We are making champagne. We've wine. Got <laughs> She's like, oh gosh. Well, it's going to be early in the morning. <laughs> We've got such good infrastructure in place and we are ready for, for, for the customers of South Africa and we want to open the doors tomorrow. There's going to be DJs, live entertainment. Our staff's going to got a little surprise for, for everyone in line. Uh, it's going to be great. Wow. Thank you very can, much. Can I, can I just have a <coughs> shoehorn in uh, uh, our experience with our people that we employ now? We have 600 people employed today. 600 great people. Mm-hmm. We have sent them to Sweden for training. All the managers three months to understand what the management idea mm-hmm. that we have, and and uh, <clears throat> we are continuous training them, and we take them in on a recruitment workshop, and it's done on attitude, mm-hmm. nothing about grades or schooling or anything else. Mm-hmm. There's uh, attitudes towards teamwork, towards uh, fashion, and towards uh, energy, and then from there on. We internally promote them to the new stores. They're going to be future store managers, uh, department de- managers, visuals. All of them come from within. And from the direction, you, you, you saw them 
uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, great guys. And they, 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 so, so we are very, very happy with the guys that we've employed. And we're going to have in, in one year, we're going to have about 1,700 people employed by HM with our little special management idea. Not so much hierarchy, a lot of responsibility, and we call it: if you don't grow, we don't grow. Mm. Absolutely. So, just want to shoehorn that in that we are very, very happy with the guys that we have employed. No, they are. And you're happy to be in South Africa, Peter. You wow, happy. I am <laughs> very happy. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Now, just straight from the room, we're going to take it round quickly on who would you want to address and why. So, we're going to start with Nicola. The usual culprit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I had a selection. I, I was tra- treated so well by H&M. I had a selection between of the whole range of what I would wear. And, of course, I chose the one that resonated most around Balmain. Mm-hmm. But my eye went straight to this beautiful emerald green dress. Um, and... I'd like to dress myself in that. I was going to say that. Because I purchased it on the <laughs> night. I went through all the, the swarms and I'm going to be rocking that. So I'm going to dress myself in that. Super again, suit. Nicola, again. You know what? I love clothes. What can mm. I say? But I, I, I'm going to rock that dress. Wow. Um, Power, who would you want to dress and why? <laughs> just just yourself. randomly. Yeah, randomly. Don't, don't, please don't choose yourself. <laughs> Got Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, 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 um, if I can dress a big rubber player here in uh, the spring box, <gasps> that would be very, very that. nice. Uh, some of the smaller ones. I'm <laughs> 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 very happy. Uh, and perhaps we can put them into our department grey area because that's a bit uh, of, a, mm-hmm. of a suspension uh, model. Uh, one of the smaller guys in the Springbok team uh, that made the third place in, in London, I would like to dress. Awesome. Wow. Wow. I thought you were going to say me, but it's okay. Sorry, no, not you. <laughs> Amelia, who would you so want to dress? I think if there's one person that I'd like to dress, uh, Olivier himself. <gasps> Olivier uh, Rustang, the creative director or creative advisor for uh, the House of Balmain, which we've recently partnered with uh, or collaborated with. And I think he's such a hot topic at the moment and everyone <laughs> wants his clothes. I think, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see what he says about my you know, I thought you were going to say he's yeah. hot because he is also hot. Yeah. He, he is. Uh, when, we, when we were in New York two weeks ago, uh, we you know we had the press conference there with him. Such a lovely, and he's young, amazing, and he's dynamic. Amazing. I mean, he's yeah. twenty eight, right? Absolutely, twenty nine. Yeah, I think. So. I I really want to choose myself. I'm going to tell you why. Again? No, no, I, no. I've never chosen myself. Okay. I've, 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 I choose myself. I've all never the time. because I want to try and change. You know. People have never seen me outside of being a classic man. For real. You guys know I dress like this every single day. I can't day. see you street So I actually one day want to come just with something different. Like what? I, I don't know. The hip-hop look. No. <laughs> okay. Let's leave that to... Let's leave that think for... About think about it. Think about it later. I will get y'all. I will get y'all after the show. I would, I would want to dress this beautiful Spanish artist. Her name is Concha Buica. And if Ooh. you don't know her, Google her. She is a beautiful woman. She's openly bisexual. She's very, her voice range is like you literally get goosebumps between Monday and Friday just listening to her. So I want to dress her because she's so exotic. She's so, ugh. I want to dress her and see what magic I can bring into her. And for our listeners who are listening, continue sending out those tweets. Holler at us on www.fashionlabafrica.com for further conversations and further information. We've been 
very um it's been an absolutely phenomenal excited show. to have a nice day here and uh, we look forward to hearing from you we want to know what you want to discuss with us yes and even if you don't want to discuss it with us then just send us the subject matter so we can uh Engage and we can see the fashion industry in Africa grow and develop. Thank you for listening. Please download the podcast. Thank you to our H&M Thanks team. You us. guys were absolutely phenomenal. Liz, Nicola, thank you everyone. Download the podcast, Danche. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao, and come ciao, tomorrow goodbye. at 11 o'clock in Santon. Thank yeah. you. Tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Ciao, <laughs> thank ciao. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com.